the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. Interesting how the markets are holding up. I'm taking that to be a relatively good sign. Keep in mind that corrections happen when you least expect them. And any dark event could hit the markets at any point in time. It could be Russia, Ukraine, a dark moment in history. It could be Israel and the Palestinians, another potential area of conflict. You always have to have that knowledge when you play with a stock market or play in the stock market. It is prone to drama. And that's okay. I look at it as buying opportunities. But as I'm getting older, I get that I want less drama. Yesterday, the Nasdaq was up one quarter of 1%. The S&P 500 was down one-fifth of 1%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average was down one-half. The Dow was kind of the underperformer there, for sure. And that was largely because Intel was down 3% on news that AMD and NVIDIA are going to be making GPU chips. Not GPU chips, CPU chips. Don't get the G confused with the C. Um, I.e. computer chips, not just graphic chips, not just server chips, but they're getting into the bread and butter. Uh, That's a development process that involves a lot of app makers. It's not going to be an easy stride. If I were a trader, I would look at Intel and say that was a press release by NVIDIA and AMD. Long-term threat, yes. Short-term threat, probably not as bad as the press release. But I'm not a trader. High bond yields are making your life a little bit more tougher. A little bit more tougher. A little tougher in your life. Treasury yields have been rising steadily for almost two years. As investors keep anticipating what James Jerome Powell is going to do. Bond yields are used as the measure against which lots of other interest rates are set. For instance, mortgage rates have made homeowners 52% more expensive than renting. Homeownership is 52% more expensive than renting. That's a good reason to rent for the short term. If you don't own a home. Uh, My mortgage rate that's in the two and a halfs and three and a halfs. I've got a couple mortgages. Um, I'm not moving them. So... So life has become more expensive due to the Federal Reserve, which is kind of interesting, right? Here they are trying to fight inflation, and they're basically telling people the result of our actions is you should be a renter and not a homeowner. I guess it's not direct one-on-one, but I'm noticing it. Hamas freed two more hostages, citing humanitarian reasons. Two elderly Israeli women who were among the more than 200 hostages taken on its October 7th attack in Israel. 
Chevron is greeted by Hess as big oil gets bigger. And ultimately, Exxon and Chevron are fearful of Lena Khan saying, you know, we're going to stop uh, mega mergers. Interesting. From the f- news file of horrific, an off-duty pilot tried to shut down a plane's engines mid-flight. The off-duty Alaska Airlines plight, uh, pilot had been riding in the jump seat, which means he didn't have a ticket. He was just tagging along. I was actually flying the plane responsibly, uh, stopped it quickly. So no one was harmed, just inconvenienced. Uh, the plane had to. Um, it's interesting because from reading the stories on this, you learn that the pilot, um, in theory, he could have downed his own plane one day. But even more importantly, turning off the engines doesn't necessarily send the plane down. It's going to be. A story as we learn a little bit more. Detroit's big three automakers might as well be performing a ballet recital with the way the United Auto Workers Union is keeping them on their toes. The UAW directed 6,800 workers at Stellantis' largest Ram 1500 assembly plant to join the picket line. Uh, when you go after the big trucks, that's where the big three make their money, and that's going to be a harder bite. I don't see good things for the car makers. Uh, there's a guy on TV, Jim Cramer. He loves Ford. And I just, for me, I won't even play with it. I just think the labor costs are too high. And yeah, there's there's a positive news in the last couple of weeks. The electric vehicle demand's not as strong as, as the electric vehicle makers want. If you have not heard that conference call with Elon Musk last week with Tesla, you should hear it. He's, um, I think this is fair to say. I don't think he's CEO material. He just doesn't, he sounded panicky. He sounded nervous. He sounded upset that the economy was sliding. Didn't sound like he had a plan. Uh, as one analyst said, it sounds like he was a baby crying. What else do we have to hit? Um, a Portuguese dog named, um, his name Bobby, the oldest dog ever. He died. Um, at 31 years old and 165 days, the only thing I could say about this is we're all going to live longer. It feels like in dog years, he lived 217 years old, far eclipsing the expected 10 to 14 year lifespan for his breed. That's a reason to save more money for retirement. Although there was a term that I'm going to have to ask Chad about yesterday that uh, I want to see what he thinks about it. Soft saving. And basically, it's younger people who want to live now. So they're saving less for the future. And there's probably forms of it. But here's the kicker. When you're 65 years old and you're forced to live in a trailer park and you're forced to eat the cheapest food on the planet, like ramen noodles. The soft spending is going to be something that they reflect on and go, maybe I should have saved more. The Department of Justice is probing Tesla, and they've issued subpoenas related to its vehicle self-driving features and battery range, benefits, and personal issues inside the company. That's bad news for Tesla. Um, As someone who, when I sold my company, um, we got... Tesla's and I can tell you I think they're gimmicky 
I don't think full self-driving is safe. I think it's fun. But anytime there's a pedestrian anywhere nearby or a challenging driving situation, I'm like, I'm taking over. Um, so the Tesla has disclosed multiple subpoenas. And I think the battery range is not what it, it claims to be. If you drive over 65, you're going to drain more battery. If you drive up mountains, you're going to drain more battery. I don't think that's going to be part of the problem. I think it's going to be... Um, I think there's going to be a pretty good investigation here. I'm not bullish on Tesla in the short term. One. And I think regulation becomes very expensive. And I think battling the Department of Justice in court uh, can become very distracting. Especially when you have a CEO who admits to using ketamine. Um, I don't think that's the right place for him. Anyhow, and anyway, big day today. There's a, it's earnings season, and we're going to get deep into it tonight. Uh, good earnings from Coca-Cola, 3M, GE, Verizon, Kimberly-Clark, Dow, General Motors, Halliburton, RTX, Danhurst, Sherwin-Williams. They all topped expectations. Tonight, we're going to get Microsoft and Alphabet. I love earnings season. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. Big event October 28th, Saturday. It's a retirement readiness in San Mateo. You can sign up for it 10 to noon at Rob Black Show. Think you're in good shape for retirement? Find out how you're really doing with the seven tests of retirement readiness. Join Rob Black and CFP Chad Burton of EP Wealth Advisors, Saturday, October 28th in San Mateo. They'll walk you through these seven tests to find out whether you are really ready for the retirement you want. Rob will provide timely commentary, and Chad will share specific strategies for taxes, income, long-term care, safe money, investing, life goals, and more. If you have at least $500,000 in investable assets and want to retire better, pass on your estate, and minimize taxes, this event is for you. Find out if you're on the right track with the seven tests of retirement readiness, Saturday, October 28th, 10 a.m. to noon at the Crown Plaza in San Mateo. Space is limited, so sign up today at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Can you pass all seven tests? Sign up today online at robblackshow.com. Thanks for listening to the show. So earnings season. Um, the S&P 500 and the earnings season are kind of like <laughs> intersecting right now. The S&P 500 has suffered five straight losing sessions. It's fallen below its 200-day moving average. It is reasonable to expect with decent earnings that we could see a market rally. But then again, we have that 5% interest rate thing going on. Or near 5%. So another intersection, right? That's the way I'm viewing it today. Intersections and how they crash into each other. It's an alphabet. Let's put it this way. If Verizon shows or Coca-Cola shows just really average growth, but it's growth, is that enough to say I want to own the stock? Or do you look at the 5% and say, I want that? If your cash can grow at 5% and your stock can grow at 3 to 5%, which one do you want? I don't know if that's, put it, if that's framing it correctly for you. Wow, another lawyer flipped on uh, Trump. It's not Ellis now. Uh, this just in. Spotify jumps 10% as cost-cutting boosts streamer to its first quarterly profit in a year. 
That should be a winner. It has a total addressable market. It's dominating a total addressable market of you know hundreds of million. It's dominating Apple in the which one do you prefer? Apple Music or Spotify? Does anyone use Google Music or Amazon Music? I don't know anyone, even though it's free to use Apple, uh, Amazon, if you have Prime. But Spotify has 226 million subscribers. They raise prices. They increase the monthly bill for users anywhere from $1 to $2. They've inflated their cost to you. They have a 447 million euros of ad-supported revenue. That's pretty good. Spotify announced earlier this month that it will offer subscribers access to more than 150,000 audiobooks. The service is already launched in the UK and Australia will be, debut it as well as the United States later this year. So Spotify is a winner. And again, one of the things that I like is the visibility of 226 million users. Yeah, there, there may be a period where they go down to 221 million. But Microsoft has something very similar as well. They have what I would refer to as, to as an almost an annuity business. Then you get company and annuity being recurring revenue. I use Office 365 and I can access my email anywhere. And I get the feeling it's going to cost me more money next year. And if I drop it, then I lose my email. I could use Google Mail, and I probably will when I leave business. Um, but at this point in time, I don't have any plans to leave directly. And <laughs> watch later today, I get kicked in the butt. You're fired. <clears throat> Always happens like that. Um. So on top of Spotify, okay, so we got the 226 million. They laid off 200 people, 2% of its workforce. Shares have uh, more than doubled so far this year, up roughly 112% for 2023. It's a company that I can make a long, long-term long case for on one simple thing. Recurring revenue, 223 million subscribers, <clears throat> 226 million. Now, they're also in the news because they're kind of at that, that another intersection commentary. They're at an intersection with AI. YouTube has asked the record labels to let it use famous voices for AI-generated music. So think of it like Baby Shark sung by Frank Sinatra. Now, the music industry decades ago totally pooched the punt when executives resisted the transition from CDs to digital and paid the price. They lost billions and billions of dollars to piracy sites like LimeWire before streaming emerged as a business model. Last week, UMG sued OpenAI rival Anthropic over copyright infringements. Allegedly, it illegally trained its chatbot on protected works, including Katy Perry's Roar. Spotify boss, who, again, is in the news for solid earnings today, he said the company wouldn't ban AI content, but would pull songs, would pull the songs that impersonate artists without their permission. 
you see where there's like another battle going on here in the music industry? If you're Frank Sinatra's estate, you probably want to make a little bit of money letting Frank Sinatra sing as Baby Shark. But if you're Madonna, do you want to be who's known as the sexy goddess? Or that's a bad example because she's gotten older and there's controversy about her surgeries or not surgeries. But um, does Katy Perry want to be singing Baby Shark? Now, again, if she makes money, she probably does. There's there's an issue there, right? And you can see that some artists, like maybe the Beatles, don't want to license their voice to be put on bad songs. So it's going to be interesting to see how this one plays out. Spotify's big winner today. Let's take a quick look at the stock market, shall we? On occasion, I forget to do that for you. Um, again, good earnings. Coca-Cola, 3M, GE. Verizon, Kimberly Clark, Dow, General Motors, Halliburton, RTX, Danaher, Sherwin-Williams. They all have very humble growth. The sexy one, Microsoft and Alphabet, of which in the last 90 days, Alphabet's thumped Microsoft, even though Microsoft has better growth right now. And again, things that I like. Alphabet dominates search. And even though Microsoft came out with the being artificial intelligence assisted um, search, it's not getting market share. Google still has it. I like both of those companies. I own both of those companies. The Israel Hamas war has at least heightened uncertainty around the world. It's really, really tight. But what's interesting is bond yields aren't going down. They should be. When Russia invaded Ukraine, yields went lower. Do you see where, like, this is a, this is kind of a wonky market. You know, there's some headlines that you see on occasion. You're just like, I really don't want to even want to see that. The SP 500 up 35, the Dow up 299, the NASDAQ up almost 1%. Russell 2000's up. That's always going to be the story to me in the short term. When is the Russell? small cap companies, when will the mid cap indexes and the international indexes realize some value or they just value traps? Does life revolve around the big seven, the Microsofts, the alphabets, the metas, the Amazons, the Teslas, the apples? Is their valuation so high that we'll just swallow it? Or why don't we look at the Russell 2000, the mid caps and the international it's frustrating. GM withdraws 2023 guidance. Sonic Strike takes its toll. Bitcoin rallies to top 35,000 for the first time since 2022. Very quietly going from 25,000 range to 35,000 on the thought that an ETF could be an exchange trade fund could be introduced this year. That's a story. Um, throwing that down there, that's a story. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. 30. Um, you know, I re- uh, referenced one story earlier that I kind of uh. want to throw another bit of color on. Um, NVIDIA is going to create a PC chip. 10. And I said AMD is too. They haven't in PC chips. AMD and Intel dominate the PC market. 
I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Big event coming up October 28th. Learn more at robblackshow.com. What's the best way to choose a financial advisor? Download our guide at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. I do love earning season just between you and me. It's, I take pride in the fact that I listen to conference calls and I take notes and I share them with you. So tomorrow you're going to hear a lot about Microsoft and Alphabet. Right now, let's talk a little bit of real estate with Tony Mendez. Tony Mendez is with BayAreaLoanSource.com. You would think with mortgage rates um, jacking up and up and up um, that he might be out of business, but that's not the case. There's a lot going on inside the mortgage market. Let's talk a little bit about it. Tony, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for uh, having me. Oh, absolutely. Um, so I know you're coming to the event this weekend, um, which is nice. You get to answer questions for people on real estate. I find it interesting because I talk to you pretty much so every other day. And uh, I ask you what's going on in the mortgage market because I want to vibe on it. You always have an interesting story about the different types of scenarios you're working on. So you will be there at the event Saturday, October 28th, 10 to noon. Foster City at the Crown Plaza. It's right on the 92-101 interchange. Um, good event. Um, what type of loans are you doing today, Tony? Yeah, you, you, I think you hit it right on the nose. A lot of people might think that the real estate market is, is dead. There's still plenty of demand out there right now for housing, especially affordable housing. So there are some people that are really thinking about it's time to sell because um, the affordable range here in the Bay Area could let's just say it's a million dollars. I I think it's one point two, but rates have kind of pushed that down a little bit. Yep. Those houses are selling really fast, and there's plenty of buyers for it. So that's the first thing that we're doing a lot of is we are still doing a lot of purchases, but not nearly the level we were doing during COVID. But other strange scenarios, you know, it's you know people are looking to take cash out and pay off debt. Um, there's people who are getting separated and need to take money out of their house and buy off or pay off a spouse. Um, those are some of the transactions we're seeing. Okay. Um, one of the interesting things that you brought up uh, in conversation with me, talking about how spouses, uh, people do get divorced in good economies and bad economies and high interest rates and lower interest rates. Um, what's that typically like for you? Do you ever have to, I don't want to say get in the middle, but you know, when I went through my divorce, uh, attorney said to me, you know, this is very dramatic right now, but a couple months from now, you're going to be all cool and calm and collected again. Don't stress. Uh, do you get into the emotional side of it or, or do you, does that not really play I mean, in your world? It's definitely one of the more sensitive transactions that we do. Um, and you're dealing with two different parties, um, in, in some cases, attorneys, um, and courts, and then you're looking. There's a lot of documents. So, I mean, ultimately, it's you know, it's a horrible event, especially when there's kids involved. Um, and one of the spouses wants to keep the kids in the same school, yeah. same house, um, keep them near their friends, and that gets really kind of tricky. And, and a lot of times, we end up um, not seeing the spouse be able to qualify. And when that happens, a lot of spouses get very friendly to each other because now one spouse wants the money, the other one wants the house, and next thing you know, they're co-signing again together, but one person is not living in the house. And, and there's rules that can help spouses down the road uh, of being absolved from that debt, but not from you know being on title. Uh, so there's it gets really tricky, yeah. 
Okay. Well, if people want to contact you, they can contact you at bayarealonesource.com. Um, the radio show. What's your radio show on? Let people know. It's uh, the Real Estate Report. It's on Wednesday from 2 to 3 p.m. on 1220 a.m. I helped you launch that show, and I really wanted you to refer to it as the Real Estate Report. Um, I, I think that's funnier than actually call it the Real Estate Report. Uh, with that said, he will be at the event. Thanks very much, Tony. Uh, Saturday, 10 to noon, Crown Plaza, the seven test of retirement readiness. Um, I bring him along because a lot of people in the Bay Area have real estate questions and a lot of people have wealth tied into real estate. Uh, I think he's a nice addition on top of it. Uh, he helps keep things running smooth and helps with our audio. But uh, hey, real estate's important. Real estate stocks and bonds. You'll hear me and Chad talk about that all the time. We do not ignore real estate. And there's a lot of philosophical debate on how to, to approach your retirement nest egg. And I think real estate's a part of it. And having someone who can get you a good loan, who can get it fast, who you keep your records with. So you don't always have to be throwing out your statements. You just need to update them. Um, I've done five loans with Tony. You can find him at Bay Area Loans. BayAreaLoanSource.com. Uh, moving forward because I do like to move forward. Uh, in the next hour, I'm going to have CFP Chad Burton on. Um, and that should be entertaining, I think. Uh, what percentage of the general population say that recent high-profile cases like FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried's trial make them less likely to invest in cryptocurrency? What percentage of the general population say that the recent high-profile cases like FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried's trial makes them less likely? Is it 12%? Is it 21%? Is it 46%? Or is it 62%? And the answer is 62%. Um, and yet, crypto is having a week. Um, I would say it's having a month of October that's uh, pretty special. We went from 25000 to 35000 on Thoughts that an ETF will be approved this year in the United States. Maybe even imminently, because look at the time. Look at the calendar. Uh, true or false? One more, one more quiz question for you. Buy now, pay later, also known as BNPL. Users are more likely to carry debt than the general population. Is that true or false? Now, first and foremost, before we get into the answer, I want to say I'm not a big fan of buy now, pay later. Um, I get it. Um, but I think of my 21-year-old self going back, and let's say I was going to Lollapalooza, and hey, I can get the iPhone 15. I can buy. I, I can pay later. I can grab it and go. By now, pay later. The answer is by now, pay later. Users also tend to be young, mid to high income, tech savvy adults, and it's true, they do carry more debt than the general population. I don't like that. Um, back in my 30s, I wrote a book and I called it um, Susie Orman is like the devil and 99 other things Wall Street doesn't want you to know. I wonder if I were to go back to my 35 year old self and rewrite that book, would I be so mean? Where I, I did, I had a chapter like debt is like scares me like Michael Voorhees or Jason. Um. It scares me. Debt and inflation are the boogeymen. They are the two things that scare me the most in the financial world. 
Now, the title of the book was a little controversial because I couldn't prove that Susie Orman's the devil. So I had to change the title of the book to Susie Orman's Like the Devil. Um, and I wonder if I, if I go back in time, if I would be so mean. Um, and what I was trying to say is that you, you got to be careful. You know, people promise you like, look, 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 here's my, she's not certified anything. She's pushes product. Now she does a lot of good. So maybe I probably wouldn't have that title anymore because maybe it's not politically correct. And maybe I, I'm also just a little bit more mature and I don't have as big of a chip on my shoulder as I used to. Man, I used to have a chip on my shoulder. I don't know if you figured that out about me, but that is a true statement. So the UAW expanding the strike, um, and I mentioned this a little bit earlier, that Jim Cramer seems to be fond of Ford if you listen to a show. And I do on occasion when I'm driving, picking up my kids or doing errands. Um, I, I, I listen to CNBC or Bloomberg, and if Bloomberg has like a political hour, I'll, I'll turn on Cramer or something like that. You get the idea. Um. I'm not a big fan of Ford. And it's almost as if I, I, I want to punish companies for having unions when it comes to investments, but not socially. I, I don't. But when it comes to investments, I do. And Tesla's cars are getting cheaper and cheaper. You can get a $35,000 Tesla now. And I can't see a car that's made by Ford, GM, or Stellantis that I want that doesn't start at $60,000. That's an issue. CFP Chadbert and I were talking yesterday. His kid's a really smart kid, and he sends his dad uh, like uh, infographics. And it was the number of Americans per state that have $1,000 car payments. And California, obviously, we drive Teslas, the $120,000 Model Xs. Like, we're stupid. Getting from point A to point B is the same thing in, you know, a, a motorized scooter as it is in a Tesla. But we take on that, that debt. Um, I wonder, like, do you under, do you understand why I don't like unions? Like, the cost of the car should be about thirty five thousand, but the labor to put into it, it, it's the most expensive part. And I say that all the time on the air. The most expensive part of doing business is labor. So when Facebook said that this is going to be the year of efficiency, Facebook and Alphabet both, like their stocks have been tremendously benefited from cutting down on slack labor. I still like both of those stocks for that reason. They seem to be a little bit more efficient. And every now and then I'll see a story uh, from Wall Street, like employees forever come back. They'll show Mark Zuckerberg. I'm like, good as an investor, bad as a social commentator. It's a weird conflict. Am I the devil? That's the question. Not as Susie Arman, but is it, am I? I'm starting to think I might be. Anyhow, and anyway, big event coming up this Saturday, 10 to noon. Teach you how to make money. Teach you all about retirement readiness. The seven tests of retirement readiness with CFP Chad Burton. Crown Plaza, San Mateo. 10 to noon, sign up at robblackshow.com. For more information about EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. When it comes to picking stocks, you're going to make mistakes, usually tied to timing or tied to unforeseen events on the company. Maybe a slowdown in the economy. 
you're going to make mistakes. Most people should buy index funds. Through the years, you should sell some of your winners to buy more of your losers if you've set up proper asset allocation and diversification. With stocks, I sell my losers and I buy more of my winners because I don't care about the timing. I want to be very careful because there's some stocks that I'm looking at buying right now. I don't want to mention their names. Um, but let's say if I'm buying because I, I can't buy them for three days if I mention them on air. So let's say I'm looking at buying X. And if I can get it at 150 and it goes to 100, I am not upset. If the same reasons hold for why I want it to buy it, typically a great company, maybe a dividend, maybe great product, maybe growing faster in the market. Now, that's not good to say that you're, you're willing to take that kind of haircut, but I'm willing to actually buy more is what the issue is. Warren Buffett said something. I think we should all play with the idea. Pretend that you have a punch card with only 20 punches. In your lifetime, you're going to make better choices. Two of my best choices have been Microsoft and Apple. I've only sold shares of Apple to buy homes. Um, now I'm doing a covered call strategy, which is very, very complicated. And I don't recommend most people do it. I use a company called Spider Rock who does it for me. They literally will pick up options and you will see like, oh, if it goes above 195, you might lose the shares. I have the shares to give away if need be. Most people do options naked and don't have that. That's a lot riskier. But what you'll see with inside the option, you'll see that 195. You won't see what the price they paid for it. Like if it at 160 and you buy a 195 option, you're not going to get much of a premium. You're not going to get much out of that. But if it's 190 and you buy it for 195, you're going to get rich if it doesn't go above 195. Now, again, um, it is not a simple strategy to explain. It is not a good strategy for average people to do unless you have highly concentrated positions. That's my opinion. You can develop your own opinion, and I'm fine with that. Home insurance rates have surged nearly 15% at farmers in USAA. The average home insurance rate has climbed 8.8% in the first eight months of the year. That's... Not good. Everything's getting a little bit more expensive. On top of that, it's now cheaper to rent than to buy in most markets in the United States. Here's my thought on that. Do whatever it takes to save money for your retirement. You don't have to have a house. You have to have a nest egg, in my opinion. Do I want you to have a house? Yes. Could you get a good deal now for next year in a house? Probably not. Could you get a good deal now for 5, 10, 15 years down the road? Probably. So it's about time frame. If you're picking up what I'm putting down in this segment, it's cheaper to rent than buy in nearly every market. And I have no shame saying that out of college, I was a renter. Out of college, my sister bought a house within like two weeks of graduating college. I was like, what the heck is going on? You crazy nutty. Oh, that worked out well for you. For the fifth straight month, rent prices have dropped. It turns out that the unaffordable housing market, marked by a substantial rise in home prices during the pandemic and a mortgage rate shock that's still playing out right now, is tipping in the favor of renters as the rental market continues to soften. 
Median asking rents in the 50 largest metropolitan areas dropped to $1,747 a month. That's down $29 from the peak in July of last year and down $5 from August of 2023. So over the annual uh, year over year, coming down, month to month coming down, I I would have no shame renting a home. I would have no shame saying my kids... In the end, it's it's just a financial formula to how much do you have to save when it's all left, said, and done. Now, again, real estate is really personal for people. I get it. And owning your own home is is a, a source of pride for people. I own my home. I'm very proud of it. Um, I don't hug it, but mentally I do, I suppose. It's nice to see your kids in bed, you know. As rents ease and both home prices and mortgage rates continue to climb, it's become a lot more economical, which is a word I don't use often on the show, to rent than to buy in nearly all major markets. Um, no shame. I think there's shame in what is called soft spending, soft saving, where young people aren't saving money for retirement. They're saving a lot less with the idea of enjoy now. And I get that. You hear CFP Chad Burton, who is wealthy. He talks about spending more time and uh, with his family on vacations and doing experiences because when he's 75 and 80, they're going to have kids and they're going to be busy. But when he's 75 and 80, he's also going to have like hip conditions and not want to do let's go climb on rocks. I heard a funny word on tourist. I think it was called tourons. It's tourists who are morons. <laughs> and I was like, Oh God, we've come up with words for everything. Those are the people who like, go off trails that say, don't go off trail. This is a national park. Those are the people who feed moose like five feet away, only to learn that a moose has really sharp objects on its head. Two rods. I kind of like that. Um, Anyhow, I'm really happy and really proud to say that we're still doing this show. And I really appreciate that everyone still listens. Uh, Big event coming up this Saturday. It is 10 to noon. San Mateo Crown Plaza, the seven retirement, seven tests for retirement readiness. Um, it's about 90 minutes of content. We get there about an hour early. We stay about an hour later. 30. Uh, it's probably, it's, it's our last live event for sure of the year. And as we get older, who knows, right? Um, you can sign up for the event at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. It's going to be a lot about insurance, about taxes, about investments, about drawdown strategies about keeping yourself as healthy as possible because even though you have all the wealth if you don't have the health what good is retirement you can sign up for the event at robblackshow.com that's robblackshow.com think you're in good shape for retirement find out how you're really doing with the seven tests of retirement readiness Join Rob Black and CFP Chad Burton of EP Wealth Advisors Saturday, October 28th in San Mateo. They'll walk you through these seven tests to find out whether you are really ready for the retirement you want. Rob will provide timely commentary and Chad will share specific strategies for taxes, income, long-term care, safe money, investing, life goals, and more. If you have at least $500,000 in investable assets and want to retire better, 
pass on your estate, and minimize taxes, this event is for you. Find out if you're on the right track with the seven tests of retirement readiness, Saturday, October 28th, 10 a.m. to noon at the Crown Plaza in San Mateo. Space is limited, so sign up today at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Can you pass all seven tests? Sign up today online at robblackshow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 